0: Hello everyone. This is David Dalton.
1: This is Molly Dalton and
0: welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul.
1: Today we are covering iSmart and Nature Smart for the lectionary selections for the 4th Sunday in Lent year C. Joshua reminds the Israelites that God rolled away their sin. The psalmist sings praise for God's graciousness. Paul tells the Corinthians that anyone in Christ is a new creation. In Luke, Jesus tells the story about a wayward son returning home. Grace and mercy abound in the text this week. Let us help your sermon abound with the richness of multiple intelligences.
0: This podcast is based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week, centered on the weekly readings for the Revised Common Lectionary, we develop illustrations and special effects using various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. Over the course of four weeks, we will cover Word Smart, Eye Smart, Math Smart, Body Smart, Music Smart, Nature Smart, People Smart, and Self Smart. You can read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking on the link at the top of our webpage, morethanhearing.org.
1: Join us as we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Then, we encourage you to try it for yourself. Anytime time and any way we can make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. Let's get started.
0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are glad to have you with us. And uh, if this is your first time, then uh, a special welcome to you. And we hope that you will take the opportunity to take a look at our website, morethanhearing.org, where you will find all sorts of information about what it is that we do and about multiple intelligences and find some resources that we've come up with over the past three and a half years and uh, all our previous episodes, including our previous work on year C from 2016, 2015, 2016, where you can find uh, what we did on this week's passages before. And if you are a returning listener, well, you should probably do all that stuff, too, if you, <laughs> if you haven't already. So uh, anyway, we're very glad to have you with us. And today we are, as Molly said in the intro, we're doing iSmart and Nature Smart. So as we're looking at these, it, we have in the past given just some idea about what the smarts are. Right now we're looking at uh, not only that, but how can you use them in worship? Mm-hmm so uh, let's let's start off I'm going to be looking at nature smart this week and this is also called naturalist or naturalistic intelligence and uh, these folks revel in the natural world of plants, animals, weather rocks things like that. They love to be outside and are generally good with observation, characterization and classification of natural phenomena. Now, in the life of the church, this intelligence has probably found most of its expression coupled with music smart uh, to explore God's glorious creation through hymnody, or perhaps with eye smart in production of art and stained glass windows and such depicting natural scenes. It's admittedly difficult to explore nature in worship when we are Inside for <laughs> worship. But the scriptures are full of nature in stories and parables and psalms, and those sorts of avenues are certainly still available to us as contemporary preachers. So using natural allusions and perhaps even poetic ones whenever possible is very useful for folks who are nature smart. Um, paint word pictures of outdoor scenes. Mm-hmm. Modern projection equipment provides a way to bring nature inside without too much dirt, pollen, or mosquitoes. <laughs> and uh, so make use of that whenever possible. And maybe try offering an opportunity for prayerful meditation while looking at natural objects like stones, plants, flowers, water, things like that.
1: Cool. I like that idea. I'm looking at iSmart this week, and iSmart deals with visuals, obviously. Uh But where do those visuals come from, and where do they take us? For worship experiences, visuals can take the form of projected images on a screen or a wall, posters or banners placed around the worship space, the windows of the sanctuary covered with cellophane to filter sunlight into specific colors. There can be objects brought into the worship space that either illustrate or demonstrate a part of a story or a theological idea that comes from the scripture readings. You can stage drama around a passage. You could invite someone to literally draw the story as it's read, and we've done this before. It's really kind of fun. You could commission an art piece to be displayed for the service and then keep it around for a while afterwards. Visuals can also be mental Invite your congregation to explore the story or the theological idea in their imaginations. You might have to give some parameters or even do a guided meditation that lays the ground for the mental journey. And if you are illustrating an actual journey, roll out maps to show distances traveled and the types of terrain met along the way. Use your own sanctuary as an entire stage and move people around the room as the story progresses. All of these ideas borrow elements from body, nature, people, and self-smart as you engage people with the story.
0: So anything that that enhances the space or Mm -hmm. makes people aware of the space around them would be Mm -hmm. iSmart then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, so it's spatial and visual. Right. Right.
0: All right, cool. Well, let's take a look at those texts then, shall we? Cool. The gospel lesson for year C, Lent 4, is Luke 15, verses 1 through 3, and 11b through 32. This is the parable of the two lost sons, or the parable of the prodigal son, as it is better known.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, uh, you know it. You know it. So, what do I need to tell you? (laughs)
1: You need to tell us what you found for nature, Smurf. Oh,
0: well, I can do that.
1: Well, why don't you?
0: All right. Uh, you know, not a whole lot, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> a couple ideas. Uh, uh, and neither one is particularly pleasant, actually. Well, so it's not a
1: very pleasant story.
0: It's not. In except some for, ways. Except for the little bit, about two-thirds.
1: Yeah, but yeah.
0: Anyway, so the younger son sort of behaves like a virus. Huh. Yeah. Consuming whatever it wants, whatever it needs, producing nothing but waste, and then moving on to the next territory. A parasite? Often, well, wait for that, often destroying its host in the process. So it doesn't quite do all of that, but it... uh,
1: It burns through his inheritance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And... um, Leaves
1: him in a very bad place.
0: It does. That's that's kind of what I was thinking about. Um, so I found an article about viruses on Wikipedia, and we've got the link for that on uh, the worksheet at the show notes, morethanhearing.org, uh, and it says that viruses use the machinery and metabolism of a host cell to produce multiple copies of themselves, and they assemble in the cell. So that it's not actually a, a virus is not actually a cell itself.
1: It uses the host cell it
0: uses the host to produce a, a cell like thing okay and to reproduce copies of itself so it doesn't reproduce while it's outside it's uh, a cell it has to be in a host cell in order to so it incubates do its thing
1: it incubates in there
0: it it, it actually reproduces
1: oh okay so it comes to maturity.
0: Uh, pretty much or it yeah. gets
1: to a point where it can live outside the host yeah. cell yeah and then it goes and then boom it, and breaks outside the cell right yeah
0: it destroys the cell wall mm-hmm. um, sometimes not all the time but okay. most mostly and uh, then it escapes up, into the bloodstream right and then it ex- yeah it gets out into the other place and then all those copies of itself go out and find other host cells to do the same thing
1: Yee.
0: yeah so it's wow. not it's not very nice and we also have a link, uh, you'll see them in the worksheet that I have a link uh, for Behaves a Bit Like a Virus, where it, it's a link to a scene in The Matrix <laughs> 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 where Agent Smith is talking about human beings acting like virus. Oh, right. That's right. So, a great scene. Yeah. So there's that. And then uh, the other part you already named, the older brother may think of his younger brother, as worse than a virus, perhaps a leech or a tapeworm or a parasite. And uh, so I've got a link there for some parasites and articles about parasites. And don't do a search for images of parasites unless you have a strong (laughs) constitution, because ew, (laughs) it's it's pretty gross. Yuck. Uh, Which is probably what the older brother thought, too. About so, his younger
1: brother. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, that's interesting. I like how we how you can, you could, because reading this story at first glance, you wouldn't think you would find any. I mean, other than the pigs,
0: right? You wouldn't right, really right. find
1: anything about nature. So that's kind of cool. I like that. that yeah. There are viruses and parasites.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have Should something. Should we wash our hands? <laughs> I, I may need to. I uh, I hope you have something better for us, uh, less yugi in Ice smart
1: Well, possibly. I came up with a lot of stuff, but I'm only going to look at a few things. If you you want to see everything I came up with, download the worksheet and you can take a look at that. I'll have all the links up on the show notes so you can see what I came up with, including something from Stephen Colbert's original show. The distant country that Jesus refers to that the young man goes to is not specified but for Jesus original hearers it could have been Egypt, Syria, maybe even Rome, mm-hmm. the capital city. The idea is that the distance was great, there was it was very far away, uh so that the son could live with no family connections weighing him down perhaps. He seems to be a spoiled brat and being unfettered by family obligation might be a convenient thing for blowing his inheritance. So, a way of talking about this far off place uh, might be to pull out a map and mm-hmm. either show a map of Palestine at that time and suggest, you know, where he might have gone, or pull out a map of your own area and mm-hmm. then have your people think, where is a far off place from us? Where might oh, somebody yeah. go to squander their inheritance? <laughs> Ransom. <laughs> 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 yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, so, um, so that would be a special effect, pulling out the map and actually doing that. I've got two other special effects. One is verses 21th through 24th, where the prodigal actually returns. I have some artwork that depicts that. One is Guercino. Uh, Return of the Prodigal, Rembrandt's Return of the Prodigal Son, James Tissot's The Prodigal Son in Modern Life, The Return, this is dated 1882, so it's not all that modern, but it was modern (laughs) for him, and Sochi Watanabe, uh, The Prodigal Son Returns, which is a very simple drawing, very colorful, but it's also pretty evocative. Hmm. So we've got some old masters, some not quite so old master, and then a fairly uh, recent uh, modern take on the story. Cool. And finally, uh, for a special effect, this is both a, an illustration and a special effect. Demonst- or show the story, present the story uh, by arranging scenes from it in something called tableau vivant.
0: And it, what is that exactly? Tableau
1: vivant is taking um, a story and assembling actors and then having them freeze in place For a particular part of the story, so it's like you're watching a story, and suddenly uh, you lose the signal, and everybody on the screen (laughs) stops. Uh, But this is purpose. The little wheel spinning in the middle. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That would be hysterical. (laughs) Get somebody up there. (laughs) People clicking their phones. (laughs) Did you pay the bill this month? Yeah, I did. Anyway, raining. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So anyway, get your actors up there. Just decide how, how many scenes you're going to present of this story. Get your actors together. Have the same pe- people be the older son, the younger son, the dad. Um, you need a servant. You might need pigs. Uh, and then just present this present the story scene by scene by scene. You can uh, structure the scenes with as much detail as you want, but our experience has shown us that the less is the better. And if you have one thing that can, kind of goes, all through the scenes that identifies a character as a character, that's even better. For example, so start the younger son with uh, a tunic or maybe even an oversized T-shirt. Uh, that grows increasingly dingy as the story goes on. Um, you can uh, buy several of them uh, in in uh, in the same size and then have one be, you know, sort of the, the clean one that starts out. And then by the time he comes home, it's trashed.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So just have the different stages yeah, of, his yeah, of his degradation. Yeah, of his degradation.
1: Wine stains on it and food stains and, you know, tear it here and there where he got a in a scuffle. Stain. Pig stains. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you use a T-shirt, that could even be sort of a modern telling of it. Yeah. So, yeah. And then decide if you want to do that, too. Is it going to be a contemporary telling or are you going to stick to the era in which Jesus told it? Hmm. Whatever. That can be fun. And uh, you can really exercise your creative muscles with that. This also takes some people and uh, body smart, too, because you have folks up there moving around.
0: Right. And and semi-dramatic yeah which we usually put in people but mm-hmm. but yeah it's like looking at statues then or a painting right in life. Right. That's cool. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah. Give it a shot.
0: Okay. Let's go on.
1: The New Testament or epistle lesson for your C Lent four is from Second Corinthians chapter five verses sixteen through twenty one. We're already talking about grace and mercy from the Luke passage, so we're kind of rolling into it here in the Corinthians passage with Paul telling the Corinthians uh, that we, from now on, regard no one from a human point of view. Everything old has passed away. Everything else has become new. We have been trusted with the ministry of reconciliation that Jesus started, so now we're ambassadors for Jesus because God is making his appeal through us and uh he says in in verse 20 we entreat you on behalf of Christ be reconciled to god uh so the idea here is we are now ambassadors and i just had a thought that could illustrate this really well do it make badges or or um id cards oh yeah that say ambassador on them and hand them out to everybody there you pin go. them on if you have name tags that mm-hmm. you, if you use in worship, you know, sneak in and put ambassador yeah. over the top of it. <laughs> People going, What? What mm. does this mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm, co- I'm, I'm so happy for myself, I just, I mean, I literally just thought of that off the top of my head.
0: That'd be fun. I have uh, no idea which smart that would end up being, but it doesn't matter, it's a good idea.
1: Well, it's kind of visual, because you've got a name yeah. tag, well, yeah. that, you know, people walking around with name tags on it. Yeah. But it's also sort of a self-smart, because you've been thinking of yourself, yeah. yeah, and then people smart that we're all doing this because right, right. it's reconciliation. Yeah. Ha ha! High five. Uh, uh. There we go. <laughs> Okay, Um, verse 17, again, uh, everything old's passed away, everything else is becoming new. Around this part of the world, it's springtime, and green things are starting to very cautiously stick their heads out of the dirt. Um, And this is sort of borrowing from nature smart uh, uh, with flowers, uh, Mm. flowers becoming new, Uh, the world becoming new because uh, things are starting to bud and things are looking different colors coming back into the world. Um, Or you could think of this transformation in terms of growing up. Babies become children, who become teenagers, who become adults, who become parents, who become middle-aged, who become older. And if you have all of those people in your congregation, uh, have them up there. You know, have a Hmm. baby, have a child, have a teenager, have a young adult, have an older adult. Um, So the, the idea is that layers... Uh, it's layers of becoming, so something old has passed away, something new is coming it's it, It's sort of a visual of how things transform or um, you could it, it, it's 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 sort of a natural I'm borrowing from nature again sorry no, sure. it's sort of a natural progression of of what is old becoming something new as you mature and as you grow. Uh, you might even do that visually with uh, maybe well I don't know.
0: Well, one thing that, that I would want to be careful about with that is if you have an older adult up there and then saying everything old has passed away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So so there's that. But yeah. what you might can – I, can I play sure, on it? Sure, go for it. So what you might do is think of it in a reverse order.
1: Well, I did think about that too, Yeah. And what what are you thinking about it in reverse order?
0: Well, that everything has become new again. So um,
1: kind of the Benjamin Button thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, excellent. That'd be great. Actually.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. The, the odd, what is it? The unusual case of. Benjamin 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 Button.
1: I have to look that one up.
0: Which was a story about a, a fellow who's born old and gets younger through through his, his years. Life. Yeah, through his life. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be good.
1: Okay. All right. Well, and then a special effect for this particular passage is go out and get the God glasses. I know Mm. we have talked about this one many times. Uh, Go get cheap sunglasses and hand them out to people to encourage them to keep them near them and remind them to look at other people through God's eyes. No longer look at anyone through a human point of view. Mm -hmm. Uh, Invite people to see them as instruments of reconciliation. And I used to have mine hanging on the rearview mirror of my car, which is a good place to have an instrument of reconciliation. <laughs> and if you know, maybe hang it on your laptop or put it where you're going to be looking at, tw- at your Twitter feed, yeah, yeah, especially these days. What have you got for nature?
0: Well, um, while you were talking, I also was thinking that maybe, um, d- and I hadn't thought of this, but doing a, a reverse time lapse mm-hmm. of of something, um, Old and decayed that goes back to its oh. original form, you know, like maybe some moldy food or something that goes huh. backwards to be fresh again, or something like that. That's interesting. Do that as a so that that's again halfway between yours and mine.
1: Yeah, they're doing that a lot this time. I guess so.
0: So well, all right. So what I came up with for Nature Smart uh, was. On verse 17, also, if anyone is in Christ, there's a new creation. And thinking about that as a kind of metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. So, like a butterfly, you mm-hmm. know, the caterpillar turning into a butterfly, blah, I'm blah. a beautiful butterfly. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, that was my Heimlich imp- yeah, impression yes, from yes, Bug's from Life. from
0: A, a yes. Bug's Life. So, there's that, but there's also the less popular... Cicada. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm coming up with the great ones here yeah, today: parasites, viruses, viruses, parasites, and cicadas, cicadas. <laughs> mold. So, yeah. <laughs> Gross. Well, nature is grungy, it's man. Sometimes, yes. You are. So the cicada may be a better analogy because it because of its odd lifestyle, you know, that, or life cycle, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. That it it lives under the ground for as much as 17 years. Mm-hmm. And then they all crawl out at once and climb up the tree and then they break out of this shell and spread their wings and become an adult ready to make more make more really loudly. Yes, yes, which is um them singing. So, (laughs) I know, it's not a very pleasant sound to us, perhaps, but I suppose, you know. Uh, We're not cicadas. We are not. But, uh, But, you know, the thought was, for me, that it's an interesting parallel to our earthly life Breaking out in death and going with our wings, you know, into (laughs) heaven where Where we we sing,
1: sing,
0: you know. So okay, well, in about a year
1: and a half, when the seventeen-year cicada cycle breaks out again, I'll try to think of that. We'll think of that as I'm being driven nuts. So
0: anyway, I found a a brief video from uh, the BBC of Sir David Attenborough Mm -hmm. doing his nature thing on cicadas which he calls cicadas
1: right because he's british because
0: he's british and um it's fascinating oh actually, i'm sure it though, is this stuff's good yeah, yeah and if you're oogie about bugs and you might not want to watch the, <laughs> the clip because it gets up close and personal and and um also there's a little bug born in there but <laughs> Uh, but so if you're not into that then there's I've also got a link for just an article that talks about it (laughs) instead of showing you in detail Um, then uh, for a bit of a special effect you could bring in butterfly cocoons or if you can find or have some cicada shells like you know people do Mm -hmm. um, bring those in or show pictures of them uh, which may be more practical uh, right. depending on the, your seasonal uh, availability or if any of those things live in the places where you live.
1: Or you might have something that's more appropriate for your, your right, geographical right. area. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go on.
0: The psalm for year C, Lent 4, is Psalm 32. It is a psalm about forgiveness uh, as a person uh, who is reciting or is writing this psalm says, happy are those whose transgression is forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wasting away. I was in misery. And then I thought, oh, wait, let me confess my sin to the Lord. So I did. And then I was healed. And it was great. And it was like being in a safe place and uh, for those who trust in the Lord, it's like being in a safe refuge while the floodwaters rage around you. No, hmm.
1: um, well, that's appropriate for nowadays. Yeah, Mozambique and
0: well, as you will see as Nebraska. I get down the page here. So oh, I'm sorry. Did um, I do it again. You did. I'm sorry. You are anticipating my every move, <laughs> uh, which you have done for the past thirty years. So. <laughs> Uh, except for when I proposed. But anyway. Yeah, that was a complete I, I,
1: surprise. That's they, another story for another that time. That is, that is. Yeah.
0: Um, so the, anyway, the psalm continues. I'll instruct those who, who need it on the way that you should go. And many are the torments of the wicked, but the steadfast love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So for Nature Smart, I was thinking for a little bit about the physical effects of stress and guilt and what that would actually do to your body, and I decided that that was more body smart, so yep. I left it off. But if you're interested, follow that by all means, because yep. as
1: a body smart illustration,
0: we bind ourselves to two smarts a week for the show but you don't you do have, not to. have to you can look at whatever you want mm-hmm. so go ahead and dig into that so instead i went with verses six and seven which is uh about the rush of mighty waters and that god then is like a hiding place to preserve me from trouble and um, so thinking about the recent flooding in the Midwest, in the United States, or in Mozambique, in Africa, or any number of other places mm-hmm. around the globe
1: that are, flooding. that
0: are flooding, and that's going to be a more and more frequent problem. Yep. So what would a safe place be like For people in the midst of such disasters, and you can find stories about what's happening for a lot of those folks Mm -hmm. that have been cut off by the floodwaters, and it's they may be in a safe place for the moment, right? But it's not not going to continue that way. No, found a story. I think it was on on, in the New York Times about. an Indian reservation in South Dakota that had been cut off first by a blizzard and then it all melted in f- into flood. And was that the mud. same storm
1: that hit Nebraska just this year? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was and a big one. Uh,
0: so they've been cut off for weeks. Oh man. And uh, starts off with a story of a woman who is it Pine Ridge? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and I didn't put the link in here, but, uh, you might look this up. So, um, yeah, she starts off, uh, they, they'd been holed up in the house for a couple of weeks, but they were running out of supplies and she had pneumonia oh, and wow. she had a chemotherapy appointment Ooh. to go to. And Man. so, yeah, so she set out on foot <gasps> and nearly got swept away and, At one point and got stuck in the mud. At another point, and after an hour, had made the half mile.
1: Oh my God!
0: (laughs) Track. um,
1: Wow. uh,
0: To the road and somebody got her to the hospital. But oh Lord, have mercy! Yeah, yeah. So things is really bad with the rushing waters. You know, there's lots of material that you can look up for that particular image, if you're going there. Gosh. The other thing I have is just on verse 9, do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding whose temper must be curbed with a bit and bridle. So uh, I found a couple articles about the temperament of Horses and Mules, Hmm. and um, interesting articles, and I commend them to you, not surprisingly, being written by horse and mule fanciers, respectively, (laughs) uh, they have a pretty optimistic view of the temperament of of said animals, Mm -hmm. um, which got me to thinking that perhaps in the 2,500 years since the psalm was written, or or more, maybe longer. That maybe we've learned a thing or two about how to deal with our horses and mules, other than just you know Looking force a at- force a bit in their mouth. But
1: right, well, for some,
0: for some. Mm-hmm. But the the article on horses in particular uh, recognizes the spectrum of temperament, and there's actually a scale. Huh. A numbered scale for the temperament of horses.
1: If you know horses, so, or you know people who know horses, they're probably not surprised by that. Uh, indeed. Yeah. So that one is a, a,
0: a really chill, cool,
1: <laughs> laid-back horse. horse.
0: <laughs> laid-back, and and the further up the scale you go, the more tightly wound <laughs> they the are. The more you want to stay right. away so, from them. Right? Yeah. 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 So um, anyway, that, that might be something that would be of yeah. interest to uh, to illustrate that particular part of the psalm.
1: Well, yeah, and if you know somebody in your congregation who oh, yeah, yeah. does something or works with horses, uh, they might be a or real... Mules. Or mules. Or mules. They might be a real awesome uh, resource for that. And I actually, for my special effect, landed on that particular verse for iSmart uh, to bring in a bridle.
0: Oh, yeah, bring yeah. in a
1: bit mm-hmm. uh talk about how um these have been used to control uh, horses and mules in the past and uh, what might be a way that uh, people who ride now uh, control their horses. Um, mm-hmm. We know a woman who uh, has has horses and she's a little unorthodox in the way she treats them because she doesn't have them shod. She wants them to be barefoot because she thinks that's um, better for their feet, healthier, yeah. healthier for their feet. Um, she also is very keenly aware of their personalities and, and and how to be with them and uh so when she's on them she, she kind of becomes one with them uh as she rides. It's really interesting. So that's kind of a nature smart thing. I'll go yeah. on to iSmart now. <laughs>
0: Thank so, you for adding on. You're
1: welcome. Uh, so that was my special effect, bring in a bridle or a bit yeah, or a rein. Yeah. Um, so an illustration for this psalm. I'm looking at verses 1, uh, verse 5, verse 7, and specifically the words, whose sin is covered in verse 1, did not hide my iniquity in verse 5, and a hiding place in verse 7, mm. which makes me think of a blanket or a coat or maybe even bandages. To cover up a wound. Hmm. Uh, anything, any part of a vulnerable person that is given something to cover it and to protect it from further exposure. This kind of has body and nature smart in it as well. Body smart for your, your body being sure. exposed, and nature yeah. smart for
0: germs. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: but you could also use this for eye smart and actually having a coat, mm-hmm. a blanket. A robe. Bandages, a robe. Oh, and hey, that goes back to the, the, the Luke passage oh, oh. with the uh, father giving a robe to the well, son when he well, returned yeah. to replace the dirty trashed tunic.
0: Yeah, I, I was thinking of a, bath a bathrobe. Robe, but... yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, bring in one of those big plushy bathrobes that yeah. you get at a high-end uh, hotel. Yeah. yeah, that could be cool. Slippers. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anything that, that covers somebody that provides warmth and protection. That's all i oh, got.
0: That's a, oh, that's it? Okay. All right. Well, let's go on.
1: The Old Testament lesson for year C, Lent 4, is Joshua chapter 5, verses 9 through 12. We're jumping in after all the stuff about circumcision. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, yeah.
0: A little body smart
1: on that. (laughs) Right. Well, uh, in in verse (laughs) 9... Yeah, let, let's, let's just leave that alone. In verse 9, the Lord says to Joshua, Today I have rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt, and so the place is called Gilgal to this day. There's some word smart, the, uh, the meaning of the word Gilgal, which mean? I'll get to in oh, a minute. Okay. Right. Um, so then it goes on talking about how the Israelites camped in Gilgal. Uh, they were keeping the Passover, but the manna stopped coming because they were able to eat the produce of the land. They no longer had manna because they ate the crops of the land of Canaan in that year. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. And uh, so for an uh, a, a, an illustration about the manna stopping, Uh, No longer coming. Um, It's kind of like a child who no longer nurses or bottle feeds when it's old enough for solid food. Mm. Uh, It's also maybe like taking the training wheels off of a bike or putting a cane away after surgery and walking without assistance. Hmm. So for an iSmart, you know, have people imagine those things. That's one way of doing that as iSmart to uh, literally um, illustrate that, have a bottle, have a bike without training wheels, have a cane. Uh,
0: Or just the training wheel instead. Yeah, right. Of the bike.
1: Right. Um, And the journey from A lot of
0: body smart with that. There is. Yeah. 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 All three of those. Yeah.
1: Right, absolutely. Um, but it, in it, the, the iSmart comes in in having people imagine that, visualize yeah, that, or, if not actually seeing it up front.
0: Yeah, having the props.
1: Right, right. So the special effect borrows a little bit from word smart because Gilgal means wheel, really, or round stone.
0: I should have known that, I suppose. But
1: hmm. Why? I've been
0: in the business for. <laughs>
1: See, this is why they have resources <laughs> that will do that for you, which is what I do.
0: See, anyway. Yeah, as technology so, increases, responsibility <laughs> decreases.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Gilgal is wheel. So God has rolled away the past experience of oppression in Egypt. So bring in a big tire okay. and wheel it down the aisle as you talk about how God removes the past And shows us the future. That's
0: cool. I like that.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Big tire. Do you know anybody who's got a tractor?
0: There you go. That's what you need.
1: Yeah. We know somebody's got a tractor.
0: Oh, we know several somebody's with tractors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for Nature Smart, I was also thinking about God rolling away the disgrace, but uh, coming at it from a very different idea. So I thought about a storm rolling out, like you know, pulling oh. the cloud of disgrace away and the skies clearing. So that's how I thought about out. it. Cool. So, and I was thinking about it that way because I didn't know what Gilgal meant. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so describe. Watching a front moving through with uh, with a high pressure coming in and chasing the clouds out mm-hmm. and how that transition happens and revealing the bright, clear sky and how f- refreshing it can be when you've been under clouds for a long time and you finally get to see some sun and blue sky.
1: Mm, yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> just
0: get to breathe. And uh, you, you might... For special effect, you might show some video of that kind of thing. again, I'm into the time-lapse. So I've got three clips of time-lapse video of storm clouds getting pushed out in the sky clearing. So uh, you could have that just running, maybe as even have it looped mm-hmm. and... Uh, I I don't know something about the, that whole idea of disgrace and being under a cloud and then having that withdrawn. It's so cool. Uh, One other brief special effect would be, or a brief illustration would be to think about the crops of the land of Canaan that are mentioned Uh, that they didn't have manna anymore because they ate the crops of the land, which I think in the, in the story in the first year, it, they hadn't planted it, right? They they just gathered what they, uh, what the others had planted. I Am think I right so. about that? I
1: think, I think. I don't that know. that was kind of to, the yeah.
0: description before they went in. You'll right. eat the land, eat the produce of the land that you right. didn't plant and right. live right. in houses you didn't build. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the crops of the land, I uh, found an article about that uh, from the University of Pennsylvania uh, I think it was University of Pennsylvania Museum of the Middle Mm -hmm. East actually, uh, so an article about the agriculture of Canaan and ancient Israel, and it says that the main crops were wheat, barley, legumes, figs, grapes, and olives. Mm. And uh, the article is pretty interesting. It talks about all the different ways that they used and all the methods that they used and the different kinds of tools and all that sort of thing that they used in their, their agriculture. So uh, that would certainly inform your... your. Uh, uh, handling of the text as you mm-hmm. thought about that. So mm-hmm. so there it is. That's that's what I got. And that's, that's the end, huh?
1: that's yeah, the end.
0: For today. Well, that's our podcast for today. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website, www.morethanhearing.org or facebook.com slash morethanhearing or tweet us at morethanhearing or email us at connect at morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions or maybe got an idea you like better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We'd love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship.
1: Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website. They go hand in glove with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes, Google Play, Android, or good old RSS. Or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org feed podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store. And, of course, you can share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart. in service
0: at this time this is a Whippet it good production that's where I came up with cool. blah, 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 blah. <laughs>
1: okay yeah